This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 502 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. On today's show, we are joined by author Britta Schoffman for our book of the month, Dressage School. And regular guest Michael Bragdell comes on to introduce the USDF Handlers Clinic, as well as giving us a great trainer tip. Koffler Stanfield from Wellington, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, hi, Phil. Happy Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, I guess we have to say happy Valentine's yeah, it's Day. Valentine's Day. I know. <laughs> we we actually we were recording early today because Britta on from Germany and Glenn said, Oh, that's so nice. You and Phil are gonna record we're early. Spend so. Valentine's Day and, together. And we were both like, What? Huh? <laughs> and then I thought, oh, it's probably a good thing because I'm sure you and Meredith are doing something. We're we're just having a quiet dinner at home, so but it would be nice to not. We normally record in the evening, so we will have a little little no, little time a, with our spouses. Spouse time. I know. Well, I had, <laughs> I had great rides. I'm not gonna lie. My horses got extra kisses and treats today because uh, I like to give them extra hearts? kisses. Uh, no, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. a couple carrots. That's it. Right. Some sugar, some carrots. <laughs> some sugar, yeah. The usual. The usual. It's just another day at Maple Crust for sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, no. You've had been... a good week. Tell us a little yes. bit about the Five Star or the you know or the Isabel Worth Clinic. We're all excited to hear it about was, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's been a, you know that's the thing about down here. That's the the beauty. You can soak up as much as you'd like or nothing at all. It sort of depends. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was a very good week last week with the Five Star. Started off with the Isabel Verrett Symposium, which we will get one of the riders on um, one of the shows coming up, but really Isabel Vert is all about basics. I'd like to give you some amazing, but she is magical, tips. magical trip, you know, from the, you know, the, the dressage goat or the greatest of all time, but it is basics. She hounded everyone on basics from the young horse to the Grand Prix horses. And, you know, she, she did a lot of, you know, if don't make the horses huge and these crazy trots, you know, she's like, can you make it trot small? Can, can you make it canter small? Then can you increase um, from that point? And a lot of the riders struggled with it, honestly, uh, which was interesting, but it was really fun to watch. Um, what she was doing and how she was doing it and just how uh, persistent she was and how patient meticulous. she was. Meticulous. The details are so important. Oh my goodness. She, <laughs> if you took anything away from that day, you took that away. And that was, you know, how meticulous she is on basics. Um, but it was great. I mean, the stands were full and they had six horses, I think they had six horses and riders for about 30 minutes each, 30, 45 minutes each. And, um, she worked, worked through from a young horse all the way up. So, but that was the over overwhelming kind of takeaway message. So that was quite, quite cool. So, uh, really enjoyed it. And then the five-star Grand Prix, it actually was a little bit of a down year for the five-star. Not a ton of entries. Mm -hmm. eh? 
There were not a ton of entries. Brittany Frazier from Canada won uh, and had actually a very, very nice test. Um, so that was fun to see. Uh, really, all the uh, all the big guns have have already competed or will compete in the ne- next yeah. few weeks in, for the, in World, the Cup. World Cup circuit. That's yeah. right. They're in the World yeah. Cup circuit, so that's why it was a little bit of a down year for that. But it was good. Got, gave some other riders some opportunities uh, to get I in saw there. That there. Yeah, I think I saw that there was uh, very large entries in the small tour classes. There were. Mm-hmm, I think we have for, quite a few riders trying to. It's a Pan Am year, you know, get right. some qualifying scores because on the Pan Am team, there are two small tour horses. That's Precinct George I-1 and I-1 Freestyle and two big tour horses, Grand Prix, Grand Prix Special and um, Grand Prix Freestyle. So big, big, yeah, big, big uh, small tour classes. Right. Right. Which was quite good. So and the three star Grand Prix was also good. They were there were freestyles and, and Grand Prix pretty much the whole weekend. I happened to pop over and, you know, Saturday afternoon and they were going on. So that was quite cool. So that was good. And then last night, actually, JJ Tate held a clinic with Suzanne Van Dietz. So I got to see she did a lecture last night. So that was fun to go to she's the lecture. Amazing. Yeah, she's mm, a oh really interesting perspective. And mm-hmm. uh, I really like her. Yeah, very much on uh, the rider's position and how the rider's body affects the horse. Uh, so that was really cool. So a lot of cool things going on. Yeah. Going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, fantastic. So that was great. But we have a really fantastic show. And we're going to start off with Michael Bragdell. He's on to talk to us about the USDF Handlers Clinic that's happening in April at Hilltop Farm. Well, today we are very happy to have Michael Bragdell. He is the head trainer at Hilltop Farm, and he is going to talk to us today about a new announcement that just came out from USDF that he and Sarah Vanacek will be holding uh, April 6th through 7th at Hilltop Farm, a USDF handler clinic. Michael, welcome back to the show. Hi, Reed. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. We always you're like a regular it. guest now. We love it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you, that's all you need. <laughs> so, Michael, yeah. tell us a little bit about uh, this. is such a This is a fun announcement and a great learning opportunity. Tell us a little bit more about it. Well, you, you know, it's I'm excited about having this clinic. It's something that has sort of been in the workings for a little bit in the back of our minds. Christy Waisaki has been a, a great person to push on this program and, and get this rolling. And I'm excited that Sarah's going to join us and, and, you know, show that it's not just a guy thing. I think uh, females can be out there and do a really good job handling the horses as well. But what we're trying to promote uh, and trying to encourage is young professionals to come out and get involved in the handling of horses at the breed shows and possibly also inspections and so forth. Fantastic. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit, you know, I, I this would be a great thing for me because I don't know much about sort of what you're going to do and what handler the requirements. So can you tell us a little bit more about sort of what the requirements and, and that kind of thing? Requirements for, for the clinic. clinic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we're, you know, it, it's not that you have to have any prior experience. I, I think it's more about what you want to step into that field of our sport and, and get more involved in breed inspections, uh, the breed shows, 
those are the people that we're, we're looking for. It, it's a little bit geared towards young professionals, but we are totally open for adult amateurs and, and young riders to participate as well. We really just want to expand it. I, I feel there is more shows, more horses that need to be handled that are, than there are handlers available to do at shows and inspections. And that's, we, we, we want to be able to fill that void. So what, what are some important skills, uh, you know, in being a horse handler? And is there any sort of quick things that, that you can tell us on, on, on air today about, about handling sport horses? Well, I think, I think being, having a good basic fitness is probably good. Yeah. Uh, it does involve a lot of running. So <laughs> if you don't like running, then it might not be <laughs> what, what you're looking for. But beyond the running, I think it's, it's something that, um, you, you also need to have some type of feel for a horse. It, it's not, it, it doesn't work if you are great at running. You can ride a five-minute mile, but you don't have any horse skills. So that, that won't necessarily make it a good outcome. So I think the two of those things is, are important, uh, to be able to be fit enough and enjoy the running and then have enough amount of feel and skills with the horses or some some horse experience. I think that that is important. Um, you know, the rest is, you know, we will go through techniques that you can use, handling foals at infections, uh, handling young horses at breed shows, both from my experience over the years and uh, Sarah's experience. The great thing is as well, uh, Christy Waisaki is going to be there and she's going to give the participants and auditors as well the, the viewpoint from the judge. And she will talk about the confirmation, what they're looking for, you know, and all those things are important when you are, when the horse that you are presenting is being judged. So, you know, how to stand them up. Why am I standing the horse up a certain way? Yeah. So we're, we'll go all over all of those things. And I believe in the end, we're going to run sort of a mock show. Christy Wysock is going to judge each participant with their horse. We're going to do live horses and, I think we have a good group of horses, so everybody's going to be able to handle quite a bit. That's that's the goal in a way. So great. So I just want to talk about my you know my own experience at sort of you know breed shows. Whether it, you know when I was working in Holland, we had some horses go to the breed show, and then here the owner of my horses breeds Hanoverians, and so I think a big thing that that hopefully that you're going to educate people on is that it is important to train the horses a little bit in handling before you go to a breed show because I've seen so many young horses just get free from their handlers and 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 I think it's just basically you know having worked with the horse for at least a couple of months before you ship them in a trailer and then kind of run around with them and you know to show them off yeah yeah no that's 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 a very good point I I think over the years when I first started doing the breed shows here in the U.S. it tended to be that's how people would train their horses. They would come to the breed show and show up and they felt that was a great opportunity for the horse to be trained and, and perform <laughs> the breed show. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and it, mm-hmm. it, you know, in, in, in the law, in the end, it, it's actually, I, for me, I think it, it doesn't benefit the horse because they've already, they have no training and then they get to the, to the show and there's so much commotion already. There's so much to look at that they're not used to. Maybe, the barn they come from is only four horses and they come to a horse show and 
there is 50 horses. It's a very, very different environment. It can be stressful for the young horse. And then on top of that, now they have to, quote unquote, perform with a person they don't know. So I think doing the homework at a home is very important both for the handler and, and for the horse. I always encourage our clients to, to do the homework at home, get a lesson in or two and practice. And then when you come to the horse show, you, you will be set yourself up for, for success by having done all the homework. Yeah. And that makes total sense. You know, actually in my past, my, my mom had hunter futurity babies, so it's a little bit different, uh, but it was the same idea is, is to get them ready to go yeah. to the breed show. And uh, oh, I have to be honest, it wasn't my favorite thing to do. And anyone <laughs> who knows me knows I don't like to run. So <laughs> it's, it's maybe not my sport, but it really, <laughs> but those babies, by the time we got done with them, and it's a little different in the hunters, but same concept. Yeah. But the, by the yeah. time we were done with them, you know, they had to learn to get on the trailer and how to behave and how to behave at the horse show. And we had to go to the Kentucky yeah. horse park. So, I mean, you know, we couldn't just, like you said, they can't just show up. Like we had to take them to different okay. places. So, you know, it did teach me at the end of the day, it, it is a really good thing to learn how to prepare a baby, how to get it to the horse show safely. But there's a lot of steps to do that. So I think it's a fantastic opportunity. Michael, how do people register for the clinic? How, how do, do they go to the website? Tell us how they register for the clinic. I believe it's it's uh, on the USDF website. Uh, there might be a link on the Hilltop Farm website as well. Uh, yes. That's hilltopfarminc.com. Fantastic. And uh, USDF, if you have, I, I pulled up the website and you need to contact the office, uh, you send an email to sporthorse at usdf.org. Yeah. And pre-registration, I believe, is March 1st. So it's well, what do we have? Two weeks? Coming yeah, up. Weeks. <laughs> Quickly, isn't yeah. it? Coming up. <laughs> coming up. It's coming up. Oh, fantastic. Well, Michael, as always, thank you so much for coming on the show. And you do so much for so many aspects of the sport. And this sounds like a fantastic opportunity for young professionals that would like to get into the sport. So thanks so much for having us. And if you have any questions, everyone, go to the USDF website. Well, thank you again for having me. Uh, it's lovely. I, I really encourage people that are interested in it for sure sign up if the participant spots have all be taken already if not if you're thinking about it I'd, I'd encourage people to please come and audit i think there's there's lots of information to get christy waisaki is wonderful and, and has a, a wealth of information even if you're not necessarily interested in the handling just the, the confirmation end of it um, and what is being judged and so forth i, I think so i'm really looking forward for it to it Absolutely. Well, Michael, thanks so much, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Well, right after this commercial break from Kentucky Performance Products, we're going to come back with our book club. It is back by popular demand, and uh, we, both Phil and I are really excited about sharing this dressage school book with you, and the author, Britta Schoffman, will come on after the commercial. The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you looking for the apple in your pocket. 
you take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Microphase. Fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Microphase Vitamin and Mineral Supplement is a low-calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you matters to us. This evening, we are very happy to have Britta Schoffman from Germany. She is the author of our book for this month uh, for the Dressage Radio Show Book Club. It is back for February, and she is the author of Dressage School, a source book of movement and tips. Britta, welcome to the show. Hello. Nice to hear from you. We are very, well, I've been very excited about this interview because off the air, we talked about that I have, I have re uh, read your book and used your book for a reference for years. So I'm a little, we would say fangirl. I'm a little excited <laughs> to talk to you. So Britta, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, what to tell about myself. I started writing when I was a little kid and I think I was born with the, with the top hat because I really liked dressage when I was, was quite little. And, yeah, well, I, I went into the show dressage, show, show riding, and uh, made it through the years up to Grand Prix level. And for a couple of months, I thought about becoming a professional, but my parents thought it's better to try to learn a normal job. So I went to college and started physical education. And from there, I became a journalist, a sports journalist. And after a couple of years, I moved to the German horse magazine Reiter Revue. It's Reiter's Review International. And uh, I worked there for a while. And during that time, um, I was asked to write my first book from an editor. It's Cosmos here in Germany. And well, and that's the whole, how the whole thing started. And how did you pick the topic for the book? How did that come about? It, it developed during the years. The first book, my editor asked me if I could write a special topic, how to get into the dressage show writing for beginners. And after I did this book, they asked me if I had other ideas. And the dressage school topic was one of those ideas here in, in Germany. And it is a very successful book in Germany, too. And I can see and, why. Because it is, it, you pick a movement, and, that, and, and tell us how, how, how each movement works. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it is. The idea was, um, I, I do give a lot of lessons. I, I also work as a trainer. And um, during the training, I saw that lots of people first don't know exactly how to ride a movement. And also, lots of people don't know why they ride a special movement, what it does for the horse. And so, so the idea came up to me to, to write a book about this. 
So, for example, all the transitions. Lots of people, they just ride a transition between a trot and walk and don't think about the, the, the sense of this transition. And my, my thought was to explain from movement to movement, from A till Z, what to do, what it does to the horse, how to do it, and what it is for. So that's yeah, what I, I did. I yeah, love that. So about the book because you you say how how is it supposed to look what's mm -hmm. a common mistake yeah the correct aids and what is the goal of the movement yeah and i think that's so cool and and then how on the pyramid of training it, it affects the pyramid so it's that's why it is such a good reference book for everyone to have is was that kind of part of the idea yeah that was the idea because I think the, the training pyramid for me is, is such a very important thing to know and to work with. And it's, it's important for me that, that all riders understand it, not only the good ones. Most of the good ones, they know it. But um, the beginners and, and the not so very experienced riders, sometimes they don't have an idea what all these things mean. And that was the idea behind the book, to explain to everybody from the very simple movement up to a, a high-level movement like the upper passage, um, what's the goal behind the whole thing, and that all these movements are not just made to be kind of circus movement, but um, they, they have their own yeah, sense. Yeah, they they yeah. really help to, to train a horse to, to make it um, more athletic. Yeah, I think that's a huge part in our sport that sometimes maybe people, like you said, who are new to it or young people that that think that there's a lot of movements that are just kind of circus tricks, right? You know, like like you said, a surface movement where really through training a horse gymnastically and correctly, you actually make them, you know, our, our, our purpose is to make them better athletes through relaxation and and not just drilling movements, but to have an idea that you're helping the horse to to learn and to develop if it, only if you understand the purpose of of what you're doing and then i think that makes the the training of the horse so much easier to to do so i'm 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 really glad that there's a book that helps people to understand that yeah as you said lots of especially younger people they 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 think they can train single things and sometimes when i give clinics i i i'm asked by by riders I want to teach my horse the flying change. And then I realized that they are not able to, to ride a nice transitions from, from canter to walk. They can't ride nice transi transitions between the tempo or inside the tempo, collected and extended um, canter. They don't feel the rhythm of the canter. And then I tried to explain them that all these things are the basics for the flying change. And sometimes I really, I like it to see that the people start to understand why they do things. And that helps, of course, the horse um, to get more athletic. It helps it to, to understand the rider. That's most important. Um, lots of horses um, really don't have an idea what the rider wants to do. And I think that's very important that the rider understand before he wants to ride something with a horse or teach a horse something, he should understand himself what what he's doing, how he's doing it, and why he's doing it. 
Well, and that's why I think your book is so fantastic for sort of everyone to own this book. Because even if you've taught it before, it never hurts to go back and refresh. Why do you do it? How do you do it? And then for instructors or even even better, young instructors, how do you explain it? And I love how you just take the time and you just, it's very clear how you do it and why you do it. And I, I don't think there are not too many books out there that really go and make it as simple but complex, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, thank, thank you. I mean, <laughs> this is yeah. a very a very nice compliment. I think I, I, I'm lucky to, to be a combination of a writer, a sports, a physical education teacher, a journalist. So writing things, Writing things is quite easy for me because I'm used to it. And since I ride and I've, I don't know what I feel on the horse, and I also know where the difficulties are because every rider gets to a point where he has problems with it, with the horse. So I know also those problems and I can, can explain the problem. I can explain the solutions and I can play a little bit with words when I write it down. So I think um, that's maybe the the mixture of Britta Schoffmann <laughs> that makes it um, nice for people to to read it and, and understand it. So uh, how did it go for the English translation of the book? Did did someone help you with it? You know how how was that process achieved? It's it's not me who translates it. The, okay. uh, the Trafalgar, when they are interested in a book. They um, have are in contact with my editor, and they they buy the license, and then they translate the book, and they have people to do this. And sometimes there's several sentences they are not sure about if they understand it right, and then they contact us, and we talk about it, and find a solution to, so that they know exactly what I try to say in German, and then they translate it properly. I love yeah, it. That and sounds that sounds pretty easy. And Britta, tell us real quickly. Tell us about your horse, because he's in the book, isn't he? Um, it's it is a horse of a friend of mine. Um, his his name is Ribery, and uh, he's he's a real nice horse. Um, he's trained up till intermediate, and I'm very happy to to ride him since my my former dressage horses are um, um, too old now. And my my dressage horse, which I was very successful till Grand Prix, um, she was retired four or five years ago, and it was very sad. She she passed away last year by a colic, aged twenty three. But still, I would have hoped that she would would have stayed longer with me. But um, mm -hmm. that happened. Yes. The horse and the book is Ribery, and he's a real, real nice, nice gelding, and. Um, very, yeah, he really wants to learn things, and that's so great about him. Nice. And we actually received a new copy of the book. What was the uh, idea behind? I think the the photos are new. The photos are me, or no? Or, they're, they're, or, they're new. Yeah, you, you updated the book, correct? Yeah, we updated the book because um, the, my editor thought that it's it's the book is on the market since quite many years. I don't know exactly when when the first edition came out. It's uh, quite a, many years ago. And uh, they just wanted to get it into a more modern frame, and also to 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 keep on with the development of, of other writers. And so, in the book are also some um, students of mine, um, 
So I think it it makes it more personal and little things I added into the the writing, little things during during those last years I thought I could have explained even a little better, so so I changed some things in in the chapters, not too much, added a couple of little things, um but most most of the t- mostly it's it's the new photos and new explanations about the photos. And all the writers are wearing helmets in this in this edition. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, yeah. n- nowadays, that's very important. Also here in Germany, I mean, when I was young, nobody wore a helmet. But in between, I, I also wear my helmet. It, it's so important. It's so absolutely important. One of my students had an an accident with uh, her young horse three or four years ago, and she fell with the horse on on the concrete. And if she hadn't had a helmet she would have been well yeah, yeah. it was yeah. really the helmet saved her life absolutely and and that is a big thing in germany it, it was the same when i i was there it was not common and now everyone it's the same in the us it's it's um, today my neighbor here in wellington was riding without a helmet and i have not seen someone without a helmet in years, I thought, what are they doing? You know, yes. it, was, it was like, why would you do that? That's stupid. So it is great. And, and I have now both versions of the book. And yeah. like I said in the beginning, I, I, this is a wonderful book. I think everyone should, should read it and have it in your stable for reference. So Britta, thank you so much for coming on and being our, our author for our first book club book in 2019. Again, mm-hmm. it's Dressage School. A source book of movements and tips. And the website, you can get it at Trafalgar Square, which is www.horseandriderbooks.com. And we will put it up on the Dressage Radio Show Facebook page so everyone knows where to get the book. But Britta, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And we are thrilled to be sharing the book. Thank you so much for talking to me. And it was very a pleasure for me. And who knows, maybe sooner or later Trafalgar will maybe translate another book of mine. So I would be very happy if you would read it then and if you would like it like you do, like you like this one. Absolutely. We're, we'll be your first testing in America and Canada. Super. Super. <laughs> okay. It was Thank nice you. talking to you. Well, Phil, I'm excited to ask you if you got the new stirrup leathers from Total's Outfit. They have arrived, and they're on my saddle, and I've been riding the last week with them, and I love them. I do, too. They are fantastic. <laughs> Justin is like a wizard. I don't know how he comes up with this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's like sort of a very simple concept to to make the, the, the leather wider and more thin, right, to yeah. go under your leg. And it's fantastically comfortable, first of all, and functional. Yep. So we can always use a little extra help to get our leg back and in the right position and to be quieter and i I, i'm pretty sure this this is helping me i have to wait for my next lesson to get confirmation but already in my own mind i'm doing a better job so we thank i I love them yeah Yeah. i love them i I ride my younger horse with them uh it's on his saddle and now i'm like i really want them on all my saddles actually i'm like i want to put them on the other saddle yeah yeah Uh, but to get more, you would actually order them from Justin at totalsaddlefit.com. But we really like these stirrups. I've had mine for about two or three weeks, and I am, I'm loving them. So, Well, again, the leather is just beautiful and mm-hmm. soft, and, and yeah, it gets everything in the right place. 
Well, we love it. Well, again, if you have any questions about the stirrup leathers or the total saddle fit shoulder relief girths, totalsaddlefit.com. And Justin will send you back an email. He's awesome. And we now have a great total saddle fit tip from Michael Bragdell. He stayed on the show with us. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, Michael Bragdell, the head trainer at Hilltop Farm, stayed on the line with us. Michael, what's your tip for the trainer tip of the week? Well, I, I think one of the things that I've been thinking about lately is the ladder work and trying to maintain the quality of the gates and, and keeping that in mind that the ladder work is really supposed to help our horses improve, especially improving their gates. And, and if uh, we just ride through the motions, a lot of times we sort of take the uh, quality of the, of the gates away. So I, I, you know, really as you're going down the long side, if you're riding, Straight and you go into a half pass, it shouldn't make the trot less. It should at least stay the same. And I think with time and experience and with strength, hopefully you can uh, let the trot grow within the half pass, half pass, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but. Yeah, no, I think it does. And and um, Phil, this has also been on your pet peeve list for the the last couple weeks, wouldn't you say, or in general? Yeah, just in general. I mean, um, you know, riding leg yield, especially. You know, I tend to have a little, you know, mostly lower level students. Um, and you know, somebody wants to achieve a really good leg yield for for a nine or a ten. You know, that's what we should always always be doing. You, you must see, if you want that highest score, you must see the exercise, the, the leg yield, uh, like Michael said, to improve the trot so that when you come out of the leg yield, your trot is bigger, more expressive, more swinging. You know, all of these things that we try and do are, are not just tricks. Like, it's not just about going, you know, forward and sideways, but it's really about how does it help the horse get stronger and become a better athlete. So leg yield is one. And as you work your way up through to shoulder in and, and Traver, we, we see a lot at shows and, and in training that they achieve the angles and, and, and the bend that is described in, in textbooks or, or in the tests, but we don't see the horses um, becoming more athletic. And I think that's the, the uh, end goal for, for our training and something to think about as a rider, you know, once you've taught the idea of the movement to also teach the purpose of the movement to, to make the horses more balanced and better and to make the, the gates better. Well, I think that's it, right? Right. I think that's the sum, sum of all the parts is if you're doing the movements and the gates get worse, you're not doing the movement correctly. I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's yeah, the point that- of doing a leg yield if, if it's not going to if it's not going to make the horse better. I don't think there is one. Exactly. I, I think you, you summed it up really well, Philip. It's, you know, it's not only are we trying to improve the quality of the gates, but it's, it's making the throughness better, making the suppleness better, which uh, you, 
add it all up and it should make the, the gates better. And that should be our goal with, with the ladder work. And I think sometimes that gets, as we're schooling for a horse show, I think sometimes we forget, like, why are we doing the leg? It's not just going from point A to point B. Um, but it, it is really about improving and how the way, uh, how the horse moves. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, fantastic. Well, we can't thank you enough, Michael, for staying on the show. And how did our listeners find you online if they're looking for you? Well, if they need me online, they can find my contact information at hilltopfarminc.com. And my email is uh, michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at hilltopfarminc.com. Fantastic. Well, have a great rest of your week and happy Valentine's Day because we're recording on Valentine's Day. Yeah, (laughs) Well, as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming. We try to answer them. And if we can't, we will find somebody who can. And as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. The best way to find me is probably on Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a show, and don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, as always, keep your heels down, your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>